It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building, and Laura, welcome to a brand new year. Man, 2022. You know, when I started thinking about this, Laura, we started Beyond the Building a year and a half ago. Amazing. Now you think back, what were we doing two years ago? We were actually planning uh, beyond our Beyond Women's Conference number six. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so we had everything in the works. We're getting Mm -hmm. ready to have a conference here in Wilmington. And then March happened, right? March happened and everything changed. And we decided that we were going to go virtual. We had a virtual conference that year. And then you had you moved course in the process and everything changed and we talk about the theme for this month in january which we are calling new god began to do something very very new for us together as a team with beyond women's conference two years ago and we took beyond women's conference and created beyond the building yeah we didn't have a building exciting <laughs> it just seemed to be the natural name to go with deb <laughs> yeah yeah it did I love it. so it's been when i think about how nervous we were in our first times mm. of new mm. you know over the last year and a half and got everything that is new doesn't mean it has to be scary doesn't mean it has to be uh it's not a good or bad thing it's just something different yep. and when god is leading it that's the key when god is leading it Uh, He always has a good plan for what's coming next. So I don't know about you, but I'm very excited about this January podcast series called New, looking forward to the new that God wants to do in our lives. Absolutely. And I get excited about that too, Debbie. You know, I, I do think that sometimes when we jump into something new, there is that hesitancy or that that feeling of being a little scared at what's to come. But there is an excitement for new. I mean, look at how we get with the seasons, right? How many of us, are we just can't wait for summer to come o- get over because we love fall. But then when spring comes around, we just can't wait for spring to be over because we love summer. Like we are people who love new. I right. know you. I have sat next to you at a table around a church table. And if there's anybody I know who wants a new planner every year, it's me. It's it is me. you with your new pens and colored pencils, right? That you make all of your markings. It's exciting to get a new journal and start page one. There is something exciting about new. And I think that's why we all thrive and get excited to come into January. Uh, my greatest new in the past couple of years, it definitely was new to move to Tennessee. And that has been a tremendous blessing. But man, two years ago, uh, we were getting ready to experience the new of, you know, me being a mom mom. And mm-hmm. uh, wow, which is interesting in itself, probably in a whole nother podcast. But that new has led to many other new <laughs> news, right? It's funny <laughs> how one new leads to so many things that adjust and change. Yeah. And so here we are with this new year and New Year's resolutions. I mean, a number of us probably sat down the end of last week and went, wow, what's my resolution for this year? And then we we inwardly, we smile, right? Don't we? Because we've done Mm. this how many years, right? Mm. And mid-January into February, we're going, eh, I don't think that's going to happen. I'll wait till next year and try it again. <laughs> so we've tried it. We, we've, we have very good heart behind it or very good intentions um, towards these resolutions. And when I think about the ones that people typically make, I, I think they come in two categories. They start saying, I need to stop doing something. Mm. 
or this year I need to start doing something. Mm. And and our, our intentions are good. We really do want to make these changes stick, but there's something that's so hard about making them stick that we seem to just uh, give up maybe by February or so. <laughs> yes, for sure. Maybe while well, we're still in January, but it's an interesting parallel because, you know, so many things physically show something spiritual, right? We can look at a physical situation in life and we can say, wow, I see a spiritual component to that. There's an interesting parallel here. Uh, exactly the way that we approach our New Year's resolutions with maybe diet or exercise or whatever it might be, uh, relationships, we can approach our faith in the very same way. And we can come out with, you know, in January, a big start. We're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to pray at this time and we're going to make sure we write in our journals and we're going to be in the word. But uh, in time, these things fizzle out too. You know, so many times we'll say, I need to get back to church. Um, a lot of people will say they want to get their Bible back out. They need to dust, you know, off their Bible in order to fulfill their resolution that they got going on. And then there's some people going, shoot, I need to find my Bible. It's around here somewhere. Exactly. And that's just it. Just like in the physical realm, we understand that there's a need. We recognize there's a need in our spiritual life too, and that we need to make some changes. And we recognize and believe that a relationship with God is one of those things that we need to change or we need to make sure is fresh and alive and growing and thriving. But so often, just like with our physical life, Deb, we place the emphasis on the behaviors spiritually that we need to stop or start doing. And we put all of our energy into changing what's on the outside. Again, like making sure that we are attending church, making sure that our our talk lines up with the way that we should be talking as women who follow Jesus, uh, making sure that our choices are aligned with what God would say or our actions. But when we're only focusing on externals or actions or things that we do, just like with a physical resolution, whatever that might look like, these changes aren't going to stick because the initial change has to happen on the inside in order for what's going on on the outside to to work itself out. That is so, so true. That's a key point there, Laura. And I think this month we are focusing on this theme that we're calling new. It's not about repairing or like you know, the old MacGyver way of duct taping the things that are old and just saying, shoot, I just hope for the best. Mm. You know, in our relationship with God, he is always bringing new things in our lives, new, new areas of growth, new levels of freedom, new understandings of truth. You know, it's, he's always bringing the new, but he starts with our hearts. And that's where it, if there's any place to just look back in the end of 2021, if you recall in uh, the month of December, we talked about the most important new is that relationship, that decision you make to not only believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross, that he was buried and then raised to life in order to pay the penalty for our sin. Believing that is powerful, but according to John 1, 12, we need to also receive Christ as our savior, like embrace him, pull him to ourselves. And at that point, the person of the Holy Spirit, God in all his fullness comes and lives with inside of us. And that new that takes place at that moment of salvation is critical for any other area of our lives that we attempt to experience new. It starts with a new identity as it 
as God is our heavenly father, us as his children, his new spirit living in us, it's new power. It's, it's um, a new future for us. Amen. Uh, it's new freedom. And all of that needs to start there. Number one, with the person of the Holy spirit coming and living inside of us. Amen. I just want to jump up and down while you're saying all that, Deb. You just kept repeating that word new, 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 new. When you are in Christ, it is all brand new. And I just love that concept that he makes us new. Second Corinthians 5.17 in the Passion Translation. I mean, just check this out because these words are these words are amazing. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, I love that when you think about that embracing that you were talking about, he has become an entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Awesome word also, vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Now, here's an important truth that we have to understand when we look at our relationship with Christ. It's all about the new in salvation, right? We have to have that moment where we are made completely and fully new as a new creation by receiving, believing and receiving on Jesus. But it doesn't stop there because after that initial new with Jesus, God in his mercy and his grace and his love, he just wants to start changing us more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. And we go through this process that is referred to as sanctification. John 10, 10 says, and that and by that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So after we come to that initial uh, believing and receiving and we make Jesus our Savior, God starts this process. The Holy Spirit starts this process inside of us of sanctifying us. And this definition of sanctification is just a, it's just a powerful one and easy to understand. Sanctification is an act of separation from that which is evil and dedication unto God. So sanctification has two parts. We're pulling away from the old, from what is evil, and we are dedicating ourselves unto God. It happens at salvation and it continues, right, all the way through our journey with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is constantly working out that sanctification with us. And people are like, how does it have two parts? So let me ask you a question. The day that you and I became Christians, right? Where we were made new, we were set apart, sanctified at that moment. Did you never struggle again, you know, mm, with bad mm. thoughts or, or mean feelings or struggle with, uh, you know, behaviors that you knew that were not godly. Mm. Right? And you're like, well, I did still struggle. So we've been made new in our spirit. When we get to heaven, everything else mm. will catch up, but our emotions, our thought patterns, our, our belief systems, our you know, the toll that life has had on our bodies, we still, we still have those in the natural and the Holy Spirit wants to start to deal with each of those different areas of our lives to like choice by choice, align the old way of thinking, the old way of responding, the old way of choosing how to take care of ourselves. They need to line up with God's desire for us. And that's this continual sanctification in the life of the believer as we daily walk it out, as we daily surrender to the Holy Spirit and say, you are Lord, you are a master, you are calling the shots on how you want me to live. And that comes from knowing what the what the word of God says, you know, that's an instruction book for life. It's, it's also coming from learning how to recognize when God is speaking to you and giving you direction. He, he's going to all these 
you know, putting together what the word says and what the spirit is speaking to us. The goal is to align our lives to be like Christ in every way that we live, every way that we speak to others, how we treat people, how we prioritize our time. Think about all different areas of your life. They want, he, he wants those different areas to reflect Christ Amen. In, a, in a holy way. And the Amen. only way to do that is by surrender. There's a, a scripture, Laura, you and I are going to jump around in. It's Romans 12, one and two. Let me, let me start with verse one. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourself to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights of his heart, his heart mm. for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Right. And if we stop there for a minute, Deb, after verse one, there are so many key points we can take away from here. Number one, it's it's a daily thing, right? It starts like like we've said at the moment of salvation, but then every day, actually, sometimes it's every minute by minute. I love the word in here. It's surrender. Surrender, right, means we we take all of our own desires. We put them aside and, and we just run with Jesus in his desires. And so it's a daily decision that we need to make to align the way that we think and speak and prioritize and our activities and our schedule and what goes in the journal and what doesn't, right, with his plan and his desire so that we are working toward holiness, a sanctified lifestyle, so that we are those people that he tells us that we are in the Bible, that we are a people set apart to him. You know, Laura, that reminds me of some of the New Year's resolutions that I've made, that I've made, right? I get so excited about them. Mm. Motivated, I, I even buy like a journal for keeping track of maybe an exercise plan. But as time goes by, life gets in the way. Or should I phrase it this way? I allow life to get in the way. Yes. There's distractions or bumps in the roads. And all you need is like a day or two that kind of pulls you away from your routine. And it doesn't take too long that the excitement the gung-ho-ness of that initial conviction uh, is kind of gone. You know, it's not mm -hmm. so that I'm kind of looking at my uh, planner right now and thinking, can't wait to flip this thing into a new one because mm -hmm. it's falling apart. You know, where you buy, <laughs> you buy new tennis shoes and you're just going to be this amazing tennis player until, you know, you're a month in and say it's a little harder than mm -hmm. I thought. Mm -hmm. And the shoes aren't quite as exciting. Well, it's like you run out of gas, right? You get overwhelmed. You feel a little powerless. I can't make these changes stick. And that can happen in your faith too. Like you go to a great conference or this powerful presence of God in a church service. And you're like, oh, I just cannot wait to embrace all that God has for me. And then you go back to work and the person you're working with is irritating. Mm. And you feel like all of that excitement just kind of drizzles away. Mm. Well, if we go back to verse two, what you just said is just going to roll right into this. Verse two says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Mm. So when we are in our spiritual life, wanting to experience the new and we are going through this process of sanctification we have to stop focusing on what's going on on the outside on the behaviors of the outside on what other people want us to be the verse says here stop imitating the opinions of the culture around you right stop focusing on the outside what other people want it's almost like we have to ask ourselves this question deb like 
whose opinion matters most in our lives when we are making and desiring to be made more and more into the image of Christ? Is it the opinion of the world? Are we going to follow the world's opinions? Or are we going to be led by the transformation of the Holy Spirit as he transforms what we think? Whose opinion matters the most? I think I could probably write that on a note card and put it on every mirror in my house. Because so many decisions that we make, we have to say, okay, what's God's opinion on this matter? Whose, right. opinion, ma- whose opinion matters most? And then we have to start saying, okay, if, if God's, and yes, God's opinion matters most, then what does God want? What's his opinion? And start prioritizing what he wants. And that comes back to that word surrender that we've referred to already today. We have to surrender to the will of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. But the amazing thing is, and maybe this is where the difference between like physical or diet resolutions and spiritual resolutions is, after we are all in and we surrender, you know, with the physical, with the diet, we still have to exercise and we still have to do all this stuff. Isn't it amazing? We surrender and the Holy Spirit fills us with his power and he enables us to do what we need to do and he does the work. We get to rest in the in the transformation that he's bringing around. That is, that's the key. When we take our hands off the control piece Mm -hmm. and we allow him to uh, give us that, the power, the energy to do what he's called us to do. It's not an overbearing thing. I'm kind of smiling because my, my husband is a trail trail bike rider and Mm. he believes in the harder the sweat, the better the exercise. Yeah. Well, my oldest son has an electric bike. And he says, look, when we go up those hills <laughs> and my husband is sweating and my son Chip just hits the button or whatever he gets. I the, love the, it. The energy, he's like 20 miles an hour uphill on a trail. I love it. And he says, it's an incredible feeling to feel the power kick in. And that is the difference. Like the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is that power that enables you to do what the other person is just chugging away, trying wow. to trying to make it work. So much more than that. Romans 8, 11, it describes that the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. I mean, think about it. The power that raised Jesus from the dead mm. is the power that's in you to help you say no mm. to that chocolate cake that you, it's outside of your boundary. Same mm-hmm. power. That word for power is dunamis. It actually is like explosive power. Mm. So when we start saying, I just can't do it, I just can't do it. There's truth to that. You cannot do it. But the power that he is, he has filled us with, there's nothing that we can't do that God has assigned us to do. Mm. So if he's called you to do it, if he's commanded you to do it, he will empower you to do it as long as you surrender to him. Absolutely. When we rely on ourselves. Um, we're going to find that we can't do it. We can't live that way consistently because the inward transformation needs to be worked out by the Holy Spirit. And I do find also kind of a little bit on a side note here, when we are trying to work on our own efforts, it's not going to happen. And then what happens? We fall out of the game. We get discouraged. We feel shame or guilt because we tried again to get our relationship right with the Lord. And yet God in his mercy and grace, I don't know about you, but when I tried the whole diet thing in January and it doesn't work, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. And I just roll on from there. But when we talk about our relationship with the Lord, when we don't make the mark, when we don't live out the surrendered life, when we try to take the reins back on ourselves, and and we say we're done and we're going to give up. No, God continues to pursue us, right? The Holy Spirit is not going to let us go because he wants us to be sanctified. He's going to pursue us again. He's going to get us right on the right track with him. 
as we surrender our will to his. All goes back to that question we asked just a couple minutes ago. You know, who's going to be the Lord of your life? Yeah. Who's dunamis power? Well, whose power are you going to rely on? Because only one has dunamis power, right? Right. All the right. all this opinions of the world, no dunamis power. All the opinions of the world, they're not going to change anything on the inside of you. They're just going to change something on the outside. But if you surrender your life to the Lord, you are living in dunamis power. That is the opinion that is going to matter the most. Yep, absolutely. So here we are, week one, January, right? And you probably have your resolutions on some paper somewhere around you, or maybe on your, you know, your iPad of things that you need to stop doing or things you need to start doing in 2022. What if we just took those aside and we handed, we took a blank sheet of paper in front of us in a pen and we wrote at the top, Father, what is on your heart mm. for our relationship, you and me? Not just this coming year, but how about for today? Mm. What is your will for me today? And then you wait and you just listen, you know, and you, you begin to say, God, it's like a blank canvas, whatever you begin to highlight rather than I'm going to create my list of what I think I need to start or stop doing and asking God to bless it. What if I started with what's his heart Amen. and then I worked with it. You know, I think sometimes we set these amazing goals that are not realistic for, you know, that first mm. day one. And so mm. what if God just said today, I want you to carve out 30 minutes to just sit there with your journal and your word and, and worship me. Mm. Uh, and that's what I want you to do today. Mm. Will you do it? Because mm. if you do that, then it sets you up the next day. You ask God again, what do you want? What's on your heart Amen. for our relationship today. We do it that tomorrow. If you begin to do it like that, you're going to hear that he does speak to you. Yes. He starts giving you direction. And then you're, it's exciting ride, Laura, because you and I have experienced this, you know, somebody happens to send you a text that has the same mm. encouragement that the Holy Spirit just gave you. And you heard yes. a song that has to do and the pastor preaches about yes. it. And yes. you're like, wow, this faith thing is yes. legit. You know, Alive. Legit. And then right. you really start to want to change. But what if we made our resolution that way? My resolution is to ask the Lord daily what's on your heart and then to mm. choose to surrender. Amen. And then every day it becomes your choice. You know, will you surrender his will to you or will you continue your own best efforts to do what you're going to do? And then in our lives, we live it out. We work it out. We walk out the new day by day, thought by thought, decision by decision. And we make the decision to have Jesus be the Lord of our life in every single area. And that, my friends, is so much more than a resolution. That is experiencing the true life and sanctification process of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And there is no better place to start this year, to start this new, than to surrender to that sanctification process. Live in that power of what God has for you. So we are good. excited to be on this new journey with you through 2022. We pray this blesses you, that it gives you some encouragement and direction uh, in your walk with the Lord as you search out his new for you in 2022. Can't wait for some really exciting testimonies this week, or I'm sorry, this month. We have two exciting testimonies, and then we're also going to um, be looking at some other uh, information from the Word of God on how we can live that Holy Spirit-filled dunamis life. So God bless you. We will see you or talk to you next week and take care. 
Love you guys. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.